How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. Can't really take him the day south as a person. Can't go out there and be a moron. It doesn't work like that. The nightcap. We're eating their food on WGR Sports Radio 550. That is the voice of a man that you will hear, uh, or you will not hear. You will see in the net for the Sabers tonight. Lena Solmark gets the nod for Buffalo at the Dallas Stars. It's an eight. 30 puck drop, which means, of course, that you'll have a 7.30 pregame for the Paul William Belts pregame show starting with Brian Koziel in just under 25 minutes. And I got about uh, just until then. I got until then to do a little bit of a nightcap for you here, a little brief nightcap for you. Kyle Powell has joined in, has come in a little bit early to discuss. And Kyle, we set this up beforehand. They're like, hey, Thursday, we got pregame at 7.30. Why don't you you offered? Why don't I come in a little bit early and I'll produce for you, get a little airtime, of course. Set and of hands, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll hash it. We'll, we'll hash out whatever we want to hash out for for the half hour that we got here. And you being the big baseball guy, especially when compared to me, amazing how how timing works, how how the universe works, and that you're here on the day that I want to talk baseball. It's this almost, is maybe the only day of the year, that, <laughs> in a year and a half, that I've wanted to talk baseball. And you're here. It's almost perfect. as if the Astros, Red Sox, and Mets have somehow smiled upon us. <laughs> they all knew today was the day that this was all going to come out. And right? what would normally look like just a normal January 16th. What is happening in Major League Baseball? Like, what is happening? We were, we were talking about the, the Black Sox scandal before coming on air here, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's not trending right now on Twitter because of all the things that are going on in sports right now. And what's interesting to me is we just had this in football, kind of, with the whole New England uh, videotaping Cincinnati, and there was not near the outrage with the that Patriots specific scandal with the Bengals this season as there was with what I have witnessed today in the sports world and the sports landscape and their reaction to the possibility like we don't this isn't even part of what the major league baseball has discovered but just the possibility that Jose Altuve and uh, Alex Bregman for the Houston Astros had buzzers underneath their jerseys and at some point like I don't know I I don't need them to have an asterisk next to that championship I don't need major league baseball to come out and say we're vacating the 2017 world series I don't need that to happen but this all, to me, begs the question, like, what do I need to happen for that to happen? Because this is pretty darn, this is about as bad as it seems that you're going to get in modern day sports. This is like, hey, if, if this is going on around the league, where is my, uh, where is my, my spy uh, coach? Where is my uh, manager of, um, of sneakiness? You know, like, where's that guy? I'm going to start hiring guys that used to work in the CIA. Because I'm trying to get away with stuff like what's going on potentially with the Astros right now on these buzzers. 
You mentioned before, but we came out of here. Like, is it as bad as the Black Sox? It's tough because... That's throwing games. It's not as bad to it's me. It's throwing but. games. It's essentially talking to what, for all intents and purposes, could be the 1919 version of the mob saying, we'd like to give you more money than you're making on the field to throw this World Series. It's totally different. and But, but it is cheating. It is cheating. And almost a century to the year, we have this same type of transcendent type of scandal that rocks the baseball world in a much, much different way. And it stinks, too, because obviously nobody here was around for the Black Sox. You only read about that and hear about that. Mm -hmm. We were here for this. And as a fan, the 2017 World Series, for me, as just a baseball fan, goes down as one of the most entertaining, memorable seven-game sets that I've seen in my lifetime. And now it just really, really stinks to look back and say, wow, how much of that was mm-hmm. essentially technologically aided? And it was a team that I, I, I'm i speaking for myself, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree outside of you know Yankee fans, people that, that the Astros run across in the playoffs. That was a team that a lot of teams around the league began to model. Because when Jeff Lunau came in in December of 2011, he ripped that that roster and that entire system down to the studs and said, we're going to do this rebuild correctly. They were the model around sports for how to come from the ground up, build through your system, make smart and savvy transactions with free agents, with trades, grow your guys to play Astro style of baseball. You know, the SI article and the Sports Illustrated in 2014, donning them the 2017 World Series champs, and it comes to fruition with this group and core of players that have been playing together since they were 18, 19, 20 years old, coming out of the draft, developing, growing, building these bonds and relationships all the way up to the major league level. You see teams right now trying to do that same type of model, albeit not as correctly as the Astros did, but a lot of that is tarnished now. You look at like the Marlins and the Orioles, all that, all those complaints in baseball, these uncompetitive teams. That was the Astros in the 2010 to 2013, 2014 type of era of baseball. They were the team losing 100 games three straight years and seemingly doing mm-hmm. it the right way, and their fans are built in, and they, they're buying in. We don't care if we're seeing this losing product for four years because we know what's happening on the other side. And it happened, yeah. and now these days come, and you wonder, was I cheering for the wrong reasons? Like, how much of this was genuine? And it really sucks to look back now. They were an example of, you know, looking back, like when the Sabres were going through this, right? It, it hadn't quite worked yet for the Astros or for the 76ers, but when you look back on, is tanking worth it in sports? The couple of examples you've had to it being successful are the 76ers in the NBA and the Astros in Major League Baseball. Like Those would be the top two teams you point to, and now looking back on it now, if it's all tainted, like I don't need that point to be the reason why this all sucks, but... It makes me think about, you know, like this is doesn't have this was not a one-off thing. Like Michael Kay, who, who apparently yesterday was had mentioned the the video if you haven't seen it yet, it's been floating around social media, the game-winning home run from the ALCS 2 years ago that Altuve hits to beat the Yankees this fall. This fall, this yeah, fall, I'm sorry, right. The World Series, yeah. That video of him coming to home plate and pointing out to his teammates, hey, don't rip my jersey off. Don't rip my jersey off. Because if that happens, 
bad things are about to happen. People are going to see wires, maybe. People are going to see a button. Who knows what they're going to see? There's another picture floating around right now of one of the Astros players with his jersey off, and there's a little bit of tape, and then there's a wire. It's like, is it a wire? It's Josh like, Reddick. It's yeah, his Josh tank Reddick. top, and now the conversation is, what is that? Is that tape? Is that confetti from a celebration? And now I've got people Everything's out. up to speculation. It right. looks like this color in one light, this color on the field. <laughs> it's all what crazy. What is it? It's all crazy. And now we've got people desire, uh, evaluating and analyzing the outlines on uh, El Tuve's jersey at certain at bat or at certain moments out in the field, and or at bat. I don't know. To me, this reeks of something that is co- maybe not common in baseball. Like I'd like to hear your opinion on this because you're much more of a baseball guy than I am. But this seems like the type of thing that is not just the Astros doing it for one year. It's not just the Red Sox doing it for one year. And it's probably not just those teams doing it. I, I would bet, because we've already known that like stealing signs to some extent has been a thing in baseball, but not to like this technological level where people are using buzzers and people are, are using live in-game feeds and then translating that to banging a garbage bin. Like... This is going a step further. So how far is everybody else going with it? And this is where now are we going to start to look back at uh, other World Series champions? Like, hey, were they doing something similar? Because then suddenly all everything starts to get tainted, and then where am I at with the sport? Right, it gets really ugly. But it, it, it all goes back with, with the advancement of technology in baseball and sports around. around right, and what, where's the line in the sand, basically, for all of it? You go, you go back to I'm 2014, when home, run, when home runs were introduced as the first like replay thing. We'll replay home runs, and then it was expanded. Well, watching a lot of MLB Network these last few days with Ken Rosenthal and Tom Verducci and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, dissecting into this... this Kyle, Kyle's got to get the phone. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold them off for a second here. Um, but, but, but basically, I, I, th- I think I see where you're going with it. And by the way, before before I let Kyle continue there, the other thing that's happening on Twitter today is like everybody, not everybody, but there are people calling out other people. There's this Twitter account that people thought was Carlos Beltran's niece, and it turned out to not be the niece. And now I've got Gary Sheffield Jr., who's a person that me as a not really a baseball fan didn't even know was a person that existed. And he's saying, hey, this is probably a player's uh, a, a burner account. And now that account is saying, hey, check this Yankee player's leg the next time you get into a game and see if he's got something going on in there. And that the Yankees always have this live feed. And then I've got a, a, a social media account, an Instagram account um, from a player's son that's saying that Mike Trout uses HGH. It's just been a weird day, and I think the technological part of it is what makes it all a, a debate. And I think that's kind of where you were going with that? It is. It's You have to make advancements as a sport because, you know, going back to 2014, 2015, there was replay cameras everywhere around the stadium, and especially in the locker room and the dugout and down in the clubhouse. You know, Back since, I mean, Tony Gwynn going back into the 80s was the first guy to really make making watch, watching your videos and your at-bats back. He made it cool. So for 30, 40 years, players have been doing that. But now baseball had to advance themselves in the last few years because guys were exploiting that. And that is definitely, it pains me to say it, but I don't think it's just an Astros issue. They couldn't have been the only team to say, hey, we've got TVs, cameras all the way over here. Why don't we just... There's so much more at our at our fingertips right now to just say, oh man, I should I I should have been better. I should have expected an O2 slider. Like you can use 
what's around you for so much worse and so much more devious natures that baseball had to take it a step further in the last few years. You add, much like we we operate here, the dump system, baseball's replays and their their playbacks of games were on 8, 10-second, 15-second delays, so you couldn't track every pitch, and you weren't able to steal signs in real time. And there, now we've gotten to this point. <laughs> so what do you think should happen? Like, are we are we going to get to a point where Altuve is suspended, where Bregman is suspended, where we start indicting players? Because I don't know where else you're supposed to take it. The next step past that, to me, is taking away championships. And that's kind of where I let off the show, is if this isn't worthy of taking away somebody's championship, do I ever get to that point? Is there ever a moment? Because really, college sports is the only uh, league that does that. And... To me, it's a joke when they do it because it's it has nothing to do really with the product on the field or on the court or whenever they're taking championships. It's, it's more about, oh, this guy got paid to, to sign autographs or something stupid like that. This is different. This is something that if they're the only ones doing it to this level is giving them an unfair advantage. And if that's the case, I almost, by the way, I know you're going to hate this because you're a Nationals fan. I almost wish... Houston had won the World Series this past year. I just think the 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 no, roof would have been Art. blown off this thing if the defending World Series champs would have been the subject of all of this right now. And I don't think that because they won it in 2017, that still does make it uh, a big story and a big issue. But I, I still ask the question: like, is this, if this is not wor- that this is where it comes down for me, and why I won't really. You know, laugh in the face of anybody who says, oh, they should have an asterisk. Or Major League Baseball should vacate that championship. I, I maybe am not in that camp, but the reason I won't snicker or laugh at somebody that's in, in that stance, because if this isn't worthy of that type of punishment, I really don't know what else is. Is st- steroids? Is an entire team on steroids worthy of that? Like, is I, throwing games probably is. But did they even do that for the for the Black Sox scandal? Like, is that vacated? If you went back in the record books, well, they, they, I think it's the Reds. It's the Reds. So, I don't I don't know what you're supposed to do. I I, don't, I think you you got to suspend the players at least, right? Would you suspend Altuve if this has turned out the buzzer stuff is true? Of I course. I wish that this stuff didn't come out because I always lean towards the fact that players needed to be suspended for this. But the bottom line is, you don't know to what capacity every man in that clubhouse used these advantages, whether it be a trash can or a whistling system for off-speed pitches versus fastballs or iPads, watches on your watches sure. somewhere on your arm that buzz for breaking balls. There's a day, Every day that goes by, you find something else new about this team that makes you really feel gross inside because looking back, as I said in the onset of the show too, as a fan, not having a dog in any of these races in, the last, in these last few years of Astros baseball – Mm-hmm. It was exciting to watch, and that's like they know they were exciting. Like th- they got me to the television, right? And Somebody now you think who about does not really like baseball. Le- you, you think looking back two years later, even this, even this, uh, this previous postseason, yeah. like the pompous nature of these guys. You look back now, and you see some of those the gestures and the, the facial expressions of these cats, and now that they, this potential history mm-hmm. is against them, and to say that they had this this nature about them that it was. They were above it, and it was the league versus them, and what it just. Not now, all of that know. is kind of gone. It, it it is. Yeah. All right, 
I gotta I gotta make some uh, some baseball bets. By the way, I'm thinking about some stuff. We had a discussion before we came on air too because I'm I'm trying to get more into baseball this season, and the Mets interest me. They are such a clown show that it almost makes me like them. Like it almost makes me want to root for them because everybody laughs at them all the time and like they're they're second fiddle in New York and like I feel for that and. But that doesn't mean they have to be good. You you made the point about we were talking about the Red Sox over under number, and you like the idea of hammering that under. I think the the Red Sox win total was eighty eight and a half, yep. because they don't have a manager in spring training is like right around the corner. But then there's the Mets and they're in the same boat, and I guess the Astros are in the same boat as well. And I don't know, like, is that supposed to keep me away from the Mets? Like, how important? If you were going to try to tell me, don't bet on this, the over on this team because they don't have a manager, is that really that important, you think? Not Mr. It, Baseball. It, over it, holds, it, holds, it, holds, it holds water, but it's not the most important thing. I'll tell you that. I think you look at the competition of the division that are in and the league. And the that's Astro, why I told or you. The, uh, the Braves are probably the favorite. In right? the, well, or in the Nationals. No, you know what? They, I think the Braves have the higher over-under. Them and we the Nationals at. would be the top two, though. Yeah, and then you got to worry about Bryce Harper year two in Philadelphia. Most of that same nucleus is back. Their pitching mm-hmm. is not going to be great. They have to take a next step here. And so what you're saying is you point. don't like the Mets' odds this year? No, I do. Oh, you do like them? I do. I don't like the Red Sox. Mm. I just don't like the Mets are the Mets. They're used to this this <laughs> crap. Like they're the walking the Mets joke are the Mets. Is an incredible sentence because everybody knows exactly what you mean. I mean, the bottom line is they live in a, they live in a, a city or a, whatever they call it in little boroughs. It's called Flushing. Like that just sums it up. Mm. <laughs> like uh, no, but I mean. I think the Red Sox are interesting for all the wrong reasons, obviously. Mutually parting ways with Alex Cora. It feels like you go all the way back to the deadline or at least the end of last season when they were falling out that Mookie Betts' name has been next to Nolan Arenado and Chris Bryant and all these other huge studs of the, of the sport to be like, where could he go? Could he be a, could he be a trade candidate? Yeah. Are they really going to pick Peyton J.D. Martinez over Mookie Betts? This has been going on for an entire offseason. And now you got to worry about getting a guy in there who can run the ship in less than a month before they report to spring training. And you have your franchise superstar cornerstone outfielder with this cloud over his head, yep. knowing that for months you floated the idea of sending him out of town. Right. It's crazy. I'm looking forward to the baseball season, actually, for me for the first time. Uh, Sabres and Dallas Stars tonight. we got an 8.30 puck drop. Pre-game's going to start in just a couple of minutes here. Linus Olmark will be between the pipes yet again. Ralph Kruger, by the way, yesterday, um, on with Howard and Jeremy. Maybe we can get the clip, actually. He talks about Olmark um, and how well he's developed this season. He is having a career year. Now, is it worthy of crowning him as, hey, this is our this is our goaltender. We got our guy for the next five years, right? I'm not at that point. I, I've been impressed with, by Allmark this year. I think he's been vastly better than Patrick Lulim, or Patrick Lulim, Carter Hutton. The, the, I compared the two earlier in the day on social media. Give me a little oh, bit of a break here. They wear the same yes. number. You know, Allmark, or uh, Hutton's lost 11 in a row. I, I looked up, Lulim had lost the last 15 of his last 16 for the Sabres. So not great stretches by either. Um, here is the clip with uh, Kruger giving a lot of accolades here to uh, Allmark for his season so far. 
he's taken another level this year. The top goalies in the league do play the minutes he does. The top goalies are able to play the games he does. And, you know, he's on course and on path to be one of the top goalies in the league, if not there already. And it's what he did in the summer. It's what he's doing in his mind. All of these things come together. And, you know, we feel confident that he can handle the load. And again, Mike Bales at the lead of that responsibility has been doing an excellent job with Linus. That's Kruger from yesterday with Howard and Jeremy. Again, I've been impressed by Olmark this year. I'm not thinking about him as some goaltender that could be like a top 10 guy, like that can be like a legit franchise goalie. Then it's one day I'm going to give a big contract to. Kruger talking about how he has the capability to be one of the best goalies in the league. I don't really know if he has that capability. At 26 years old, I know it took a long time for him to develop to get here in the first place, and goaltender inherently is a position where it does take guys uh, longer. Ryan Miller, think about him. He was drafted in 99. He really didn't take over the net until 2006. So it can take guys a while. But I think you've got to show some signs that you have that capability beforehand. Can he be a a placeholder, like a starting goalie placeholder? I, I keep thinking about him the same way I used to think about Marty. The same way I used to think about Marty Baran as the Sabres goaltender is like he was a pretty good starter. Like you're you're you can do a lot worse than Marty Baran as your starter, and he will be good for you. And if the team in front of him is really good, you can be a playoff team. You could be a legitimate contender in the NHL. But what was in the pipeline? What was coming? Ryan Miller was developing from the day he was drafted through the four years at Michigan State to his time in Rochester. He was building up and building up and building up all along the development path to being a legitimate starter, a legitimate franchise goaltender. And it went on a lot. It went on a very quick trajectory with Miller. And that this situation right now, Allmark, and to me, Ukapekalukanen, who currently is in the ECHL, I'm comparing that situation to the Baran Miller situation. And that's how I'm thinking about Olmark right now. Olmark, I think, could be a good starter. And in fact, this year he's been a pretty good starter. He hasn't been great. He also hasn't been terrible. But a placeholder. I think I could do better. I think you can just look at it from their development trajectory. Olmark took how many years to get here as a regular? How many? He, just last year, at the age of 25, he finally shows up and he's a regular in the NHL. Lukanen, the way he's trending, he's already in pro hockey. He's already in North America. He was better in junior hockey than Allmark was. I know Allmark, I think, was the goaltender of the year in the Swedish Hockey League once. But here's Lukanen, and he's coming along, and I, I, I don't know. I don't need the Sabres to go out and next year or the year after rush him in because they think this is such a star prospect. This is one of the better goalie prospects in the league. So let's give him a shot. Let's put him in there with Allmark. We'll have him back up, and uh, maybe he shines. I think they've done that with some players, some skaters on the roster. They rushed Middlestat into a role that he probably shouldn't have been in for a year and a half because they just did not have the center depth in the organization. They didn't. And finally, they arrived at a point where, hey, we got to put the players' development first. Tage Thompson, last year, they, they needed to make it look like that trade was not going to be a loss on the short term. So let's throw Tage Thompson in there, even though he probably shouldn't be in the NHL yet, and let's see if he can shine, because we would like to see that happen, even though it's not maybe likely. I'm hopeful that that's not going to happen with Lukanen, but the way Carter Hutton has played this season... I know he's under contract next year, 
But I just don't know how you can think he's going to be on this team next year and help you in any way. I just don't. So to me, that's where I'm at with Allmark. Placeholder, nice story, still leaving the door a little bit open that, hey, maybe he could be a, a legit starting goaltender for, for a long time, but I'm not overreacting to uh, to the improved season that he's had this season. There'll be a lot more Sabres talk coming your way next. The Paul William Belts pregame show gets rolling after the break here. Brian Cozio will take over for me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Paul William Belts pregame show on the way next. Sabres and Stars in just about an hour. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 